Hi guys, good afternoon. Hope everyone is well. Just let me know if you can see and hear me okay. I am just going to jump on over into one of the feeds just to check that we are definitely live. I can see some eyes on us already, so fingers crossed uh, you guys are going to be coming through, which is good. Okay, yeah, it looks like we're live. Just let me know in the comments. I'm just going to jump onto the comments on my phone so I can see who you guys are. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, whoever said hi. Hi. Uh, let's have a look. Um, oh, it's Marta. Hi, Marta. Um, I'm just going to go into the uh, Econ uh, group. Okay, Lorraine hi. says hi as well. Oh, let me turn it down. All clear. Good. Great to have you here, guys. Uh, I am on my lonesome at the moment. Uh, just waiting for to Johnny to come on. Uh, I think he's having a few technical uh, difficulties. So um, we shall just keep calm and carry on as always. Today's a bit of a, you know, six monthly kind of catch. Six monthly, like like we don't do this every week. But uh, six monthly catch up. We've hit the halfway point of the year in 2023. So I wanted to kind of run through a few things from our point of view, um, you know, how we feel things are kind of going versus how we thought things were going to be going. Uh, also, having a look at the market a little bit, hearing feedback from you guys on what you think will be the big um, you know, things that are going to happen for the second half of the year, because, you know, there's not many times that you will uh, hear me using sporting puns. But this year, I think is going to be a game of two halves. Uh, I think the first six months versus the second six months are going to be two different things for a variety of different reasons. So it will be good to kind of hear everyone's thoughts, see where you're at. Have you spent the time yet, guys, in looking into, I suppose, what, um, you know, what you've achieved on the first six months? Uh, I really do think this is an optimal time that you can put things together and you can you can say, okay, so this is how the year's gone so far. Have a look back over it and, you know, and, and make that kind of assessment. Is this the point in the year where you need to revise things? Uh, has it been better than expected? Has it been worse than expected? We always talk about revision of goals uh, throughout the year. It shouldn't be that new, you know, new year, new me kind of thing. It should be something that's done on a regular basis. So, um, you know, what I would consider and go through, this is the optimal time to really spend some time in looking into what's happened, um, you know, in the first part of the year and thinking about as a reflection of that, what can happen for the rest of the year. So um, Johnny should be joining us, uh, hopefully at some point, I'm, I'm assuming it's some sort of a technical difficulty. So we'll wait and see uh, if he jumps on, if you've not joined us. But I just want to say hi to everyone. Hi, Matt. Hi, Usama. Um, I've got lots of people saying hi. I think a lot of people are watching from the other group today. Uh, so I'm just going to jump into the comments there. So I know who you guys are talking to. Oh, Daniel. Yeah, you were almost first. You were nearly there. Nearly, but not quite. 
unfortunately. Uh, hi, Ash. Hi, Jay. Hi, Paul. Thanks for confirming all clear. Good to hear from you. So you guys, let me know. Let me know what are your thoughts? How is, you know, how's it going? How has the first year been? Um, we're a few days past the, the six-month point. Um, we're a few, you know, a few days past that. And, um, you know, have you taken the time to look at, you know, that the first half of the year yet? Is it something that you've done? Are you planning to do? I want to hear people's thoughts on this, because like I said, it's definitely going to be uh, a little bit of a game of, of two halves, I think, this year in particular, uh, in terms of uh, what we thought was going to happen in the first part of the year. Probably didn't. So it kind of puts us in a little bit of a, a, a different position. So hi, 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 everyone, if you've just joined us as well. So what I want to talk about today, uh, essentially, is, um, you know, how the first half of the year has been, what's kind of happened, and, uh, yeah, next time, Daniel, definitely for sure. If, you, if you're if you not first, you're last. Uh, I'm afraid that that's the way it's got to be. Um, but, you know, as do you know what Matt Cromie, one of his favorite sayings is, I'm going off track and I'm di digressing as usual. One of his favorite sayings is, uh, you only get cookies. Uh, cookies are for closers. Um, so you've got to be first, otherwise no cookies, I'm afraid. Uh, hi, guys. Epic fast, uh, epic first uh, half of the year. So much for uh, government fear-mongering. I knew that was going to be Hayden. I knew that was going to be Hayden that was going to be saying that. Always stay positive. Hi, Ben. Uh, right. Now, yes, this is an interesting point, actually, because we had, you know, if you look back on a lot of the stuff that we were talking about at the back end of last year, you know, Q4 is always going to be Q4. And, yes, we are going to start talking about Q4 now because we're coming to that time. Second half of the uh, uh, second half of the year, the next quarter that's upon us is actually going to be Q4. We're in Q3 now, so what it's going to be is, um, you know, we were talking at the back end of last year, and we were talking about we didn't know how this year was going to be. You know, economically, um, things were unstable. We didn't know what was what, and you know, was it going to be this? big recession that everybody was talking about. Now, I, you know, I went on record and I said I didn't think it was going to be as bad as people thought it was going to be. I didn't see the doom and gloom. Uh, I think it's just my personality or the fact that I kind of live in denial a little bit. I'm not sure. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure which one it is. But either way, I'm quite happy being where I am than living in a constant kind of position of, of um, you know, doom and gloom. It is what it is. And, you know, you've got to make what you can of it. Absolutely. Uh, so I kind of, yeah, was I in denial, stuck my head in the sand, uh, kind of kept calm and carried on. Uh, that That's what we did. And it didn't turn out the first six months we to be as bad as we thought. January and February were much better than expected. Um, and it's continued to carry that vein throughout the year. We're in the green uh, throughout all of the year. We've seen growth across every single element of our business for the first six months of the year. Now, what I will say is that growth has slowed. So last month uh, we've seen, well, 
we've seen it kind of January and February, it really peaked. And then we've seen a reduction in the growth going down every month. But to be perfectly honest, and we saw the biggest reduction in the growth from uh, May to June. So I think what what is possibly happening and, you know, looking back from it in hindsight, I remember saying, at, you know, in Q4 last year, if you do not grow in your business next year and your business just maintains, that is going to be a win. Because, you know, even as naive or as much as I like to live in fairyland in terms of, you know, what type of recession that we were potentially going to go into, I never thought for anybody that was really going for it in the e-commerce space that it would be, um, you know, zero or hero kind of thing. Um, but. I didn't see 2023 as potentially being a year of growth for many people, unless you were quite new to the business, which naturally you're going to, you know, if you're in the first six months, first six months, 12 months, 18 months of your business, then naturally you're going to see growth, um, you know, whatever, because, you know, starting from zero, hopefully uh, you're going to be uh, in the majority of the green. So, you know, that's genuinely what I thought. And it didn't actually um happen it didn't come about you know we experience growth on so many levels i'm in a very fortunate position that i talk to dozens well i say dozens hundreds of you almost you know through the efforts that we we have in here uh never mind the buy box uh the hive uh all of the you guys that slide into my dms you know, and, you know, chats I have with people and things like that. And, you know, if I didn't do this, I would be thinking, well, yay, go, go us. It's brilliant. You know, we're bucking the trend. But across the board, I am seeing lots of green, lots of positive. People have had an unexpected period of success in the first six months of the year that they were not anticipating. So, um, let me just jump into the comments here. Um, <laughs> Matt says he loves cookies. Absolutely. Cookie monster, Matt, for sure. Hi, Paulina. Great, uh, great to have you here. Um, so we've got, I'm not sure who said this, actually, uh, Marta. So this year is not going too bad. Nothing amazing. Need to work on improving margins and selling through. Usually I'm looking forward to Q4. It's a nice bonus. But this year... It might be a case of Q4 will be time for us to make break even. Now, that's a really interesting comment uh, there, Marta. And I don't want to bing, you know, I don't want to bring the doom and gloom uh, essentially to the situation. But what I said at the start is I do think this could be, uh, you know, a case of uh, first half versus the second half for a few different reasons. Now, Again, you know me, I, I don't focus on the negative. I'm always going to, you know, so if I go ahead and say something negative here, I'm going to end it in a positive for sure. So I think personally, and this is my own personal opinion of it, is that this year, I believe Q3 is going to be the toughest quarter of the year. I think this is going to be the toughest quarter of the year for people for a couple of reasons. One, we're coming into summer slowdown. Summer slowdown, guess what, guys? It's a thing. It's real. It's not a myth. And this year is the first year where we have seen the result of 
um, leaving the pandemic behind us, people returning to some sort of normality in their summer habits, booking holidays, things like that. We are definitely going into a summer slowdown uh, as as it comes at the moment. There, there is no doubt about it. That's what I see, you know, with that reduction of growth. I would be surprised if we see um, green across the board going into the summer. I think we will in certain areas in the business, but not in all areas in the business is what we've experienced so far this year. So I think we are in a period of stagnation um, for this quarter and a lot of people will experience that. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to stand by what I said at the start of the year. I'm going to say if that happens for you in Q3, I actually think that's going to be a good achievement because I think we're heading to a point. It's like a culmination a little bit. Uh, well, a compounding effect of a few different things that are going to pop off this summer for people that I think that, yes, this is going to be the most difficult quarter of the year for people. Like I said, anyone and everyone I know is on, you know, got a summer holiday this year. So that's the first thing. When we tend to have those type of life events and people living their best life over the summer, you kind of put things off. You forget to buy your four pack of Bisto, you know, on Amazon and things like that. It becomes less less of an issue. People eat out more. People socialize more over the summer period uh, in the UK. People go on holiday. They're not in their normal kind of shopping habits. They have to pay out for things that you don't normally have to pay out for, you know, throughout the rest of the year. If you've got kids, it's a pain in the backside. New school shoes, new school uniforms, you know, trips, things like that, holidays. Um, not to mention keeping the Rugrats happy over um, you know, the summer holidays, which costs an absolute fortune nowadays, you know, you cannot get anywhere to like the cinema for less than, you know, 50 to 70 quid if you've got 2.4 children. So, you know, we've got that compounding effect of, um, you know, people who are starting to go away um, again, living their best lives and, you know, still that ever present cost of living crisis in terms of inflation everything just costs that much more this year so um that is going to affect people's spending habits there's there's no doubt about it whatsoever so i think we are definitely going to see a period of um either stagnation or uh, a little bit of retraction uh, in q4 for a lot of people because of that because we're heading into summer slowdown now really. Uh, we got three weeks before the kids break up. Uh, I anticipate the next couple of weeks are going to be quite good from a sales point of view. And then after that, we could be looking at about six weeks of, you know, reduced selling period. I'm not saying it's going to fall off a cliff, guys. Um, but I'm saying, like I said, it could be a period of stagnation or something like that. So yeah, extortionate prices for utilities, no doubt about it whatsoever. And that's something I want to factor in as well. Now, the reason why, oh, that's Darren. Uh, hi, Darren. Uh, the reason why um, I actually think that Q3 is going to be the worst, because there are a couple of things that are going to hit its peak now. So we we should, and I'm not an economist, guys. This is in my own opinion. So please don't shoot me down on this. Um, well, if you want to, you know, obviously go for it. But please let me know your thoughts on this. I'm not an economist. 
but the way that I see it and make predictions is talking to you guys uh, on our own business, on our own situation, you know, that type of thing, obviously. But like I said, I think we're looking at a period of stagnation now for Q3 uh, because I think this is the point where we are going to hit the peak of the cost of living crisis, um, but also potentially as well, you are going to start to see the effect of those interest rates um, having an effect on people's disposable incomes now. And it's going to peak, I think, between now and the back end of the year. So people are starting to come out of their mortgage deals things like that, whereas your mortgage is going to go up and we've been paying extortionate prices for utilities, you know, over the last 12 months. But the reason why I think it's going to affect the back end of this year more um, and well, I think it's going to affect the, uh, affect the back end of this year. And then I think it's going to come to a little bit of an end. So what I mean by that is not everything's going to be fine from 2024 moving on. But I think it's going to be a tough Q3. I think it's going to be a challenging Q4. But I think with regards to the fact that it's going to be Q4 and some of the stuff that we talked about last year in terms of, you know, we're not the same as the 80s recession generation. Uh, you know, we, those people were kind of baby boomers and, you know, there were a lot of people live that were used to tightening their belts, you know, coming out of the back of the Second World War and things like that. Our generation has moved on since then in terms of tightening uh, belts you know we 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 live in such a i want it now and i'm going to make it happen uh, kind of um industry and i think never more so uh, than that is applicable and evident in q4 so i think even if you were to see a little bit of a drop off in terms of what um, you know, people being really hit hard in the pockets by, you know, maybe they've come out of their mortgage deal. Maybe they have, um, you know, come out of a fixed price utility bill, you know, all of these type of things. And, and all of a sudden they're going to have to suck up extra pricing. I also think Q4 will, will counteract that. And going into the start of next year as well, I think what will happen is I think Q4 will counteract it. But when you've got the people that are coming out of their mortgages, hopefully this is when we are going to start seeing the end, the beginning of the end of the cost of living in terms of inflation and utility bills. They should, or so we've led to been led to believe that they will start to come down as we come towards the back end of the year and going into next year. I know someone said that maybe they might peak again uh, over winter and that type of thing, but hopefully we'll be coming out of the end of this nonsense uh, at that point. And yes, we are going to have to deal with significantly higher interest rates. Everybody is going to be having to do that, uh, you know, across the board over the next couple of years. But that hopefully with inflation um, getting under control and a few other things coming into place, then hopefully it can be counteractive and, you know, people pulling in their belts and, you know, that type of thing. So I think that's, that's where I personally see it going. I think Q4 will always be Q4. I think it's one of those demand is never going to be as high as it was back in 2020 and 2021 during the pandemic. But overall, there is definitely evidence that Amazon continues to grow. 
every single year in terms of demand and what people are looking for outside of that pandemic period. It is never going to be as crazy as that, you know, on the supply and demand side of things, guys. So, you know, but it does continue to grow in an upward trend. So the demand is always going to be there. You just have to make sure that you have the right levels of supply for what people are looking for on Amazon, which we'll come and talk about in a moment. Um, Hayden says, I honestly do not think it will impact prime sellers too much due to average household income. So we will see. Absolutely. You know, you've got to remember things like um, cost of living crisis and inflation and everything that we're talking about, the arbitrary uh, kind of increases that we are talking about that we that has an impact on everything has an impact on all, on all prices so all businesses you know i be interesting to hear people's thoughts on this actually i actually think i am seeing especially being back in the arbitrage game uh, a little bit more um you know we've got a team doing the buying and everything like that but i'm definitely seeing more delivery costs and higher delivery costs um, for online companies that I have seen before, um, you know, think back to a couple of years ago, you know, I know most companies you, you spend over 30, 35 quid, something like that, you get free delivery. But now I'm noticing those free delivery thresholds are definitely starting to increase. And not only that, the cost of delivery is starting to increase below those thresholds. I looked at somewhere the other day and I was a little bit shocked, actually, you had to spend 99 pounds. Uh, to get free delivery. Now, I'm one of the suckers. I don't like paying for delivery, right? It really irks me. But I can justify spending an extra 10, 20 quid to get something that I may not need now or I may not want. Um, sorry, I may not need, but I want. So, you know, I'll, I'll add that in to avoid paying, you know, five, six pound delivery charge or whatever. But I'm not going to take a 30 pound basket or a 40 pound basket up to 75 or 100 quid, you know, so those are going to be the differences where I think people are going to really feel it. And interestingly, and most crucially, I also think that's going to be the period where you're going to see um, people maybe coming back to like Amazon, like Hayden said there, of, you know, really utilizing those free accounts, um, benefits of um well they're not free because you obviously have to pay for your prime subscription of course but um you know that's when people are going to be utilizing you know free deliveries and things like that so it'll be interesting to see but you know demand's always going to be there uh wesley says buy gold yeah I, do you know what i don't actually i know a lot of people that talk about that sort of thing i'm not really an investments person uh, just something I've never really had the time to to look into, you know, what's good investments, what isn't good investments, you know. I bought like, a, a, what is it, an ETH um, like a couple of years ago or something like that. I don't even know if I've still got it. If I have, it's probably worth a lot less than what I paid for it. But yeah, I'm just not a, <laughs> I'm just not a, uh, an investment person in that respect. So it'd be interesting to have a look at that. Uh, we got someone here. Sorry, I don't know who it is. So my line is green. Oh, sorry, no. Oh no, it's Daniel. My line in refunds is green, so that's positive. Absolutely, you've got to take everything. You've got to take for sure. Uh, but again, 
interesting trend and something you've brought up, Daniel, there. I don't know. Let me know in the comments. I actually think there is a much higher uh, rate of refunds at the moment than than I am used to seeing. Um, so it'd be interesting to, to, to hear people's thoughts. Uh, Paul says, uh, where are we here? Looking at going great, sorry, looking to treat the family to a trip to Disney, looking forward to a vid on how you did. We just can't get it as cheap as you did. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? I am genuinely thinking, this is not related to, to selling whatsoever. I'm actually genuinely thinking, I have so many friends, you know, that always want to do a trip to, you know, um, Disney. I'm actually thinking of like once a year doing like an information webinar completely for free, nothing, you know, nothing in it whatsoever about all my tips and tricks uh, and how to spend a lot less money at Disney and how to get the best out of it. Because I think sometimes I forget we go every couple of years because of the benefits that this business gives us. It helps us to be able to afford it, you know, because they, it is, it's, you know, it's not a cheap trip anymore. Um, it's not something that, you know, if you are a family of four and this is is something that you want to do in style, you'll be incredibly lucky to spend less than ten to twelve thousand uh, pounds on a Disney holiday at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'm seriously thinking of doing it. Um, but this is something, funnily enough, um, that I wanted to talk about. Because I do believe that this is important. Um, I'm seeing. Uh, a lot of people that are leaving the space at the moment. Uh, this is the time it happens, by the way, guys. People tend to leave now. People automatically think, oh, you might leave after Q4 or people might leave, you know, the industry and, in, you know, in what are perceived to be those kind of months, um, uh, big drop off in sales after Q4. But people don't tend to leave the business now. Uh, then they tend to leave the business now as we're coming into summer slowdown. And it kind of starts ticking in your head. Am I going to be able to get through this quarter? Um, am I going to be able to, you know, really go through that kind of Q4 again? Am I ready for it? Whereas I look at it from the other point of view and I think, uh, you know, you're this close to Q4. Why wouldn't you, you know, kind of go for it and leave it now? But as we know last year, as we know last year, from last year, I saw more people getting in trouble from Q4 last year uh, than I saw at any point in this business. Um, overextension of borrowing, not understanding how to leverage borrowing, uh, increasing cost of borrowing money, um, you know, not employing selling strategies right um when you are borrowing money because you, you know when you're borrowing money to spend on amazon and buy stock with it you can't treat that the same way as you are you know um putting your own cash in or reinvesting your profits they've got to be two different uh, you know strategies when it comes to selling um you know anyone that thinks that they can just kind of borrow 30 40 50 thousand pounds buy a load of stock and, you know, flip it. It doesn't really kind of work like that outside of the uh, the post-COVID world uh, anymore with the higher cost of borrowing and, you know, uh, competition. That's why we are seeing the highest level of price tanking, I think, across the board, um, because so many people have 
um, underestimated. Um, and they have tried to sell in the same way that they had previously sold the year before, which you just absolutely can't do it. And I'm seeing that time and time again. I do completely agree, Hayden. Uh, people that are not surrounded by the right people, absolutely for sure. Uh, noticing lots of people leaving, cancelling softwares from, you know, affiliates and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But it is, like I said, if people are going to leave, this is the time of year people tend to leave this business, you know, regardless of anything else, you know, it's... Um, it's this is the most common time that I've seen um, over the years uh, where people will leave. Hi, Phil. Good to have you here. Um, so I think that in this period of time, it's good to think about really, you know, what your strategies are going to be doing um, in, you know, coming into the next, um, you know, period of time. And I think it's about managing expectations as well. So, you know, like I said, from what I see, I personally think it's going to be a period of stagnation. I think if you can match what you were doing last Q Q3 and going above that, I think that's that's going to be, you know, absolutely brilliant. But I also want people to get into a habit of looking things slightly differently. Yes, in a perfect world, we would love to be in, you know, uh, net profit, 20% margin every single day for 365 year, uh, years, sorry, not around that long, uh, 365 days in this business. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Some days you win, some days you lose. Some months you win, some months you lose. Some quarters you win, some quarters you lose. And I think um, the most important thing is to be able to keep going and have different expectations for different periods of time during this business. I'm not going to re-go back over it, but everything I said at the start of it, I truly, truly believe in terms of we're coming into summer slowdown. This is going to be the quietest period of the, uh, the year for the majority of people. It's going to go into a period of stagnation, you know, all of these different types of things that I spoke about at the start. So manage your expectations when it comes to this period of time look at it and say what do I want to achieve out of this period of time is this the period of uh, time where I am you know going to maximize the benefits of this business am I going to spend a little bit more time into being you know strategic in how I can maximize my cashbacks. This is a good opportunity uh, to be looking at my margins. Am I hemorrhaging money? Where am I hemorrhaging money? Okay. Am I paying too much for prep? Am I overbuying in areas? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? This is a really good time of year to be able to take all of those considerations into account and really have a look and analyze them within your business. You know, am, am I maximizing where I should be maximizing? Am I streamlining where I should be streamlining? Am I looking at margins in the correct way? Am I paying too much? Am I, you know, not paying enough? Am I uh, restocking uh, in the right places? Am I carrying too much stock? Am I paying too much in storage fees? You know, this is a really good time to be able to look at all of those factors, see what working well for you, especially for the first half of the year, and um, do more of that, essentially, and see what hasn't worked so well 
and do less of that. You know, that's the easiest way to say it uh, for sure. Uh, someone said, um, what's the other live? Can't see all the comments you're reading. Uh, I'm not sure who said that, actually, uh, ironically. Uh, let's just have a quick look. Um, yes, it's in the Ecom group. So we actually broadcast live in the two groups. So in the Amazon Entrepreneurs group and also the Ecom Inner Circle uh, group. Oh, thanks. Uh, Daniel's put the link in there as well. So, oh, it was Martin that said that. Apologies. So I think it's really now is a good idea to be able to assess, look at all those different areas within your business, output, input, money out, money in, you know, sit down. How long is it taking you to recycle the money back? Okay. Having these kind of key metrics in your business is really important for the periods of time when you go slow, because like I said, um, each day almost needs to be, um, you know, it's a bit extreme, but, you know, each quarter needs to have a different strategy. If you carry on the same throughout with the same behaviors throughout every month, every quarter, then you're going to come unstuck because seasonality plays a big part, not only in terms of what we're selling, but what customers are buying. So, you know, buying habits are very different in this quarter, in this country than they are in Q4 in, I don't know, the Philippines or something like that. So everything has to be looked at individually. It has to be analyzed. And, you know, this is the uh, the time, I think, where, you know, shameless plug time. Um, I think this is where we can really, really help um, and will be helping with the introduction of the software, which is B-Stocks, that is going to be coming uh, very, very soon. So, um, you know, it's going to highlight and it's going to really dive deep into a lot of this information that I think people often overlook. But I do think maximize those benefits as much as possible during this time, because it's psychology. Uh, in terms of of shopping, everybody knows uh, in terms of retail world, uh, regardless of whether it's e-commerce or, you know, physical shops, that this is going to be the quietest quarter of the year. So this is the time when you really have to maximize that from your own point of view. So I know someone like Matthew Wright, he is buying, you know, hammer and tong at the moment. He is buying, 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 buying. This is one of the busiest buying periods for him now because he knows this is when the sales are coming in. Uh, this is when he's going to, you know, be able to um, get his best deals of the year to be able to sit on them and either sell towards uh, in the end of Q, uh, Q4 or, you know, even going into 2024, something like that. He has a very different type of business, so I'm not encouraging that you all spend, you know, your, uh, your mortgage money on, uh, you know, buying things and sitting on them for six months. He has a very different type of business. But what I'm saying is, whilst the consumer is going into summer slowdown, it actually has the opposite of what is, a, a, you know, happening with our suppliers. This is when things start coming out. This is when the wholesalers, you know, I'd be very surprised. I haven't checked myself yet, actually. So I've been a bit naughty, but you know, we're only weeks away from the wholesalers from putting out, you know, their Christmas offers uh, and things like that. This starts to happen now. So 
even though our customers have gone into summer slowdown, it doesn't mean that you guys should. Now, I'm a big fan of everybody having a break, you know, in their business. I've got two holidays booked, you know, and I'll be spending a bag load of time with the kids over the summer. There's no doubt about it. But it comes down to work smarter, not harder. Think about this is the time when you need to be maximizing looking for stock because I tell you what, perfect example. There's no point going to a wholesaler looking for advent calendars in November. You're not going to find them. They're all going to be sold out. They are going to be sold out so much. Now I'm not talking about go out and buy and spend, you know, King's ransom on, on, on advent calendars as well, but that's the perfect example. By the time you see it and by the time you start to see them selling, especially if this is your first Q4, by the time you actually start to see the sales coming in, it's too late to buy the stock. So you have to start thinking about how you're going to look at that uh, slightly different. Why Q3 strategy is very different in terms of, um, you know, how you should be looking at the rest of the year. Uh Wesley says, um, somebody was telling me that they get less returns on big ticket items than lower priced items. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I think that could be for a couple of reasons. Probably uh, something more research um, going into, you know, it's less of an impulse buy. Um, so if you're going to spend X amount of money on something, it's very rare that, you know, unless you're, I don't know, multi-millionaire or something that you're just going to go ahead and, you know, have like a big impulse buy. So there's a good chance you've looked into the reviews. It's a good chance that um, you might have gone and viewed it in a shop or something like that. But it's, you know, uh, not good for the retailer, but at the end of the day, um, and then gone ahead and purchased it online. So you might know exactly what you want. So I can see that, um, you know, we do sell higher end goods than, you know, four pack of Bisto in terms of, you know, we, we don't sell a lot of grocery and things like that. We tend to ha sell a higher price, but we're not high end. Like Matt Wright sells a lot of high end stuff. Um, so that kind of does make sense a little bit. And I think there is also a little bit of a hesitation for certain things like what you can spend. So Matt got a new laptop the other day. And he actually, I, I'm like throwing Matt under the bus today. Well, nothing usual there, I suppose. Um, and he thought it had a feature that it didn't have. So I actually said to him, I said, well, why don't you send it back? And he was like, yeah, I know, but I've, it's like a Mac. I've, I've opened it. I've, you know, undone the cellophane. I've taken stickers off and, and things like that. And I actually, for a minute, and I still don't really know the answer. So if you, if you do know this, let me know. Um, I don't know your rights on stuff like that. Can you send it back? Uh, you know, if you buy a laptop and you break the seal, essentially. Uh, I know that there's, you know, obviously if, you, if you're buying it in person, I know there's different rules, of course, you know, for distance. Uh, I know it's not called distance selling regulations anymore, but um, I don't know. But I think we're less likely to. So um, I, I get that. I definitely get that. I think we're less likely to be able to send, um, you know, and return those higher end, more expensive goods for sure. Um, but yeah, 
it, it really depends. You know, this is a good opportunity to be able to look at. And I do think, again, this is a good opportunity to look at what you've sold already for the first half of the year. How Can you spot any patterns? Can you notice anything that you will be able to connect the dots on and say, OK, you know, it seems to be that this range of products actually sold really well. Why did it sell really well? Biggest question I will say to everybody, whatever you are doing and what you are looking at in your business, it should never end with, oh, okay, that's great. It should always be why. If it's something bad that happens, why has it happened? If it's something good that's happened, why has it happened? We tend to, you know, when we have period of successes, you know, get a bit kind of, you know, we're happy with the endorphin here. We're happy with the dopamine uh, that it gives us. And we're like, oh, you know, that's great kind of thing. Uh, well done me. Um, and uh, but what we should be doing more than things that are going wrong is actually analyzing where that success has come from. What has worked so well? What are the things that I can introduce into my business on a regular basis that will ensure that repeated success? So that's something that, you know, I don't think people do enough of. And, you know, I'm guilty of it as well. Like I said, I'm the first one to give myself a big kind of pat on the back, you know, when something goes well. But it's kind of having the, um, you know, foresight to be able to sort of like say, okay, that's good. I'm happy with that. Well done me. Gold star. Um, but why did it happen? So always be asking why. I teach my kids that in everything. Might have regretted it slightly um, on occasion, uh, but that's how I was brought up. You know, it's the biggest lesson, the biggest thing that I learned from my, my dear old dad was he always told me to question, never just accept never just accept anything, always, always be questioning. So always ask yourself that question, why has it happened? And the more that you'll understand that, the more that you'll do it, the more patterns that you will be able to spot. And, you know, the more that you'll be able to add that into your business on a consistent basis, and the more compounding results that you will definitely uh, start to uh, start to see uh, for sure. But I suppose the final thing that I kind of wanted to say with regards to, you know, looking into <laughs> turning into a life coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the final thing that I wanted to say is that tough times, you know, that saying, whatever it is, tough times build tough men, bit sexist uh, in the in nowadays. Um, and it's so true. I don't think that we have got away with the tough times. I think the tough times are still to come. Do I think it's going to be doom and gloom? No, definitely not. But at the same time, I think it's going to be more challenging um, than it's been. So I think with the combination of the Q4, uh, sorry, Q3 stagnating for people and uh, hopefully Q4 being as good as we always hope it's going to be. Like I said, I think it's going to be that kind of game of two halves, um, you know, but what I want people to be able to remember is that the first half of the year, year across the board, and I'm talking in generals, guys, you know, I know 
that it hasn't been great for everybody. Okay. So, but it was better than overall. The economy was better than we expected. We did not see the level of doom and gloom that we were expecting. So if you were somebody who um, did not experience the green in um, the first half of the year, you have to look at what you're not doing in terms of why haven't you seen that unexpected kind of gain? Is it because you are doing things the same th way that you were doing them two years ago? You know, be honest with yourself. We're all big boys and big girls and big days and, and things like that. So we have to be able to ask these strong questions of ourselves within our business. If you are doing the same thing and expecting a different result, then it's just not going to happen. It has evolved. We've moved on from the pandemic. And I would say going into next year, we are going to move on even more so again. I'm currently writing a training uh, for The Hive, which is going to be released some point over the summer. Uh, it's actually called Profit Sting. Um, so don't mind sharing the name, uh, everything. Like I said, The Hive is, is the the pun gen uh, generator that just keeps on giving. When we decided to call it the hive, I was like, oh, okay, we'll call it the hive. And then we was like, beehive and bee stocks and everything like that. But I tell you what, those puns just keep coming. They're brilliant. Uh, so Profit Sting, it's, it's going to be a new way of selling. Um, well, not a new way, sorry. That, that's a misrepresentation. It's going to be the way I want people to think about it is like, this is for everyone that thinks that arbitrage is dead. It's not, it's just evolving. And this is a, a rhetoric that I have had for years. It is the thing that I have stuck to the most. You know, when we first started selling on Amazon, it is not the same. And it has changed, uh, you know, more times than I can count on my two hands over that period of time. And it's changing again now and it needs adaptation and you guys need to be able to evolve with the new way of selling uh, moving forward. So, oh, who put that? Who said that? Well done, Daniel. Next course title, no money, no honey, cash flow management. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes, they're, they're all, all names welcome for sure. Like I said, it is it, the hive is the gift, uh, the pun gift that keeps on giving. So this is going to be uh, the new level of learning. We're actually we're on EU selling at the moment for anyone that's interested in that. Uh, we've already done uh, bundles. Uh, then we've got EU profit sting is is coming next. And then we're going to turn our focus on to Q4. So, you know, we are really going to focus down deep on those selling strategies during that period of time. So if you have not joined the hive already and you want to find out what it's all about, then um, I'm sure if there's someone around pop pop a link in. If not, I'll go back uh, afterwards and uh, pop a link to join the Hive. We've just had a new uh, sales page done. So there's quite a lot of information on there if you want to find out a little bit more. But we're not here to sell you anything. Like I said, this is just a, uh, you know, shameless plug. And as there's no one else here, I thought I'd plug my own stuff. So, well, you know, we might as well. So um, it's definitely about lots of different strategies, looking at things differently, managing those expectations for Q3. 
Um, I'll be interested, as always, to hear from you guys about how Q3 is is going, how it's developing for people. Uh, I get really good insight because, uh, you know, I do get I'm very you know, lucky to be able to talk to as many of you um, as I do. And you're always telling me what's going well, what isn't going so well, and, you know, that type of thing. So it's always really, really useful for, um, you know, when I use the information you give us on these type of conversations to be able to create content uh, for the group. So, you know, please always feel free to drop me a message and say what's going good, what isn't going so well, uh, because it helps really, um, you know, fuel the direction of, you know, the posts in the group, the videos that we put on YouTube, uh, what goes into these lives and what type of guests that we have on the live. So, you know, I'm always, always open uh, to hearing from people. Uh, so please continue to do that. Uh, there's going to be a new video on YouTube this week, uh, which I'm just about to record, which I'm really super excited about. Uh, hashtag spoiler. It is something that is, yeah, it's, it's one of those crazy little hacks that, um, well, I don't even know if it's a hack, actually, to be perfectly honest. It's one of those crazy little things where it just literally could save somebody's account at some point. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to releasing that video uh, this week. Uh, Daniel says, next guest. So as always, I normally get it wrong. I think I get it wrong more than I get it right. Uh, and I really should look it up beforehand. But I'm pretty sure uh, Phil is going to uh, be joining us next week. And we are going to be talking about how he has grown his business on eBay. Uh, which, you know, yes, when it comes to diversifying income streams and, and things like that. So it's going to be a good discussion on how he has really managed to uh, grow that income stream, uh, how you can get started, some uh, tips, tricks, things like that. Yay, Phil. Do you know what I said it at the end of last week? I was like, Phil's here next week. And yeah, I totally got the dates wrong. So yeah, be looking forward to having Phil Britton on uh, next week. And we're going to talk about all things eBay, something slightly different. Um, I think eBay is definitely going to be a good platform for people this year, uh, especially through Q4, um, just down to the cost of living, you know, and by the way, we're not encouraging any type of new income streams, but, you know, just for things like dealing with your returns and, you know, stuff like that. But we will, you know, have a chat with Phil next week. Uh, you guys can jump on, ask any questions. Uh, it's one of those type of platforms. It's, I always call it the forgotten platform. People kind of forget about it. Um, so it's good to always have a refresh with someone that's doing really, really well. Uh, yeah, uh, Phil said, if anyone's got any questions, leave them in the group for sure. So I'll set up the event for next week. And if anyone's got any pre-questions or anything like that, pop them through and we can go through and answer them live. But as always, guys, uh, thanks for joining me. Um, I can't believe, still, you know, I can't believe it's been like a whole hour. But there we go. It has. Um, so hopefully you found today's session useful. Uh, we will upload the replay on uh, YouTube over the next 24 hours. Um, so if you um, can, please go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a comment. Let me know what you're thinking about in terms of the next six months of the year, what you want to achieve. If you're revising your goals, put them on the comments, pop them in the group. It's always good 
uh, to be able to share those for sure. So uh, look forward to uh, spending some time with Phil next week, going through eBay. Uh, have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. <laughs>